Jesus here in the Gospel of John, he is our prime example to follow. And the Bible teaches us that by following the examples of Jesus, that we are helping not only ourselves, but we're helping others come out of darkness into the marvelous light. And all of us know, we turn on the TV, you see social media, there's a lot of darkness. Amen. There's a lot of evil in the world. Amen. But take advantage of your opportunities to let your light shine. The devil's busy. <laughs> He's busy. Tell the truth. He's busy. But God is always in control. And there does come a time where God tells the devil to stop. The devil's so cunning, he wants to always keep you upset and angry. And when you're upset and angry, you don't allow your light to shine. When you carry stones, Brother Hastings, do pastor a favor. Grab that tray for me. Push it all the way across. This is what the devil does. Push it. I know it's heavy. I told y'all last week it was heavy. Come on, Hastings. Look, slow down a little bit, all the way across. This is what the devil does every day. The devil got his tray. He got his cart. He got his tricks. He may pretend like he got some treats. But the devil wants to know who wants to pick up a rock. I don't have time to pick up a rock to judge anybody. Because when I read my Bible, I have to take a look at myself. The devil is lurking every single day trying to trick you into getting angry, trick you into doubting God. And when you get angry, when you doubt God, then you start, well, maybe I'll just pick up a couple and I, I, I'll keep them behind my back. When you live in doubt, that's throwing stones. The Bible says a double-minded person is not a wise person to follow. You got to make up your mind, Lord, I'm going to live for you no matter what. I'm not going to hold on to things of my past. That's called throwing stones. Come on, brother. And then some people push it all the way across, Hastings. You notice on this cart, there's some big stones and some little stones. Don't allow the devil to trick you to accept any of them. The devil will trick you into holding on to stuff that happened to you 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 30 years ago, and we cannot effectively let our light shine holding on to things in our past. Well, pastor, you don't know. They hurt me. They hurt me. Let it go. Because when you hold on to stuff, it's not hurting the other person. When you hold on to stuff, it's really hurting you. I don't have time to throw stones at anyone. And what's happened in our society today, people, you're only seeing the results of people that's been holding on to stuff for a long time, and now you're hearing it 
on social media. Now you hear it on the TV because God said there's going to be a shift and you're going to be able to clearly see who is on the Lord's side and who's on the side of the world. Say amen, believers. Letting your light shine, you have to change the way you think. Every day you have to say, Lord, renew within me the right spirit. Lord, give me the right attitude. I don't have time to be looking at anyone else. Lord, please work on, come on, believer, on me. And that shift that is taking place, God wants to change some things in your life. So, Pastor, you know, I'm just here today by chance. No, you're not. God predestined from the foundation of the world that you would be tuned in, sitting right here. Hundreds of people are going to watch this broadcast. Hundreds of people are listening right now. And God wants you to know he's doing a shift in your life. We've been under divine assignment with this pandemic for 19 months. And God is showing who is a baby Christian. Oh, I got no wisdom. I'm sorry. Who's a teenage Christian? And God is showing who is a maturing Christian. Somebody say amen. I told the Lord several months ago, minister, I said, Lord, remove it. Remove things that are not pleasing in your sight. And some things, some people God chooses to remove, it kind of hurts. But all things work together for my good. Raise your hand. Somebody say, Lord, I want to be where you want me to be. Now, see, people say a lot of stuff, but do you really mean it? Lord, I really want to be where you want me to be. I want to be what you've called me to be. Last few weeks, we have systematically been going through this entire eighth chapter, and today we find ourselves at verse 20. We looked at how Jesus stood firm in the midst of his critics, how the Pharisees, when they tried to come after Jesus and take his life so many times, yet they could not because the Bible says his hour had not come. We learned that when the Pharisees left the temple courts, they didn't go back home, they didn't go inside the temple, they just blended in to the crowd. Jesus came on the scene at the age of 30 with his public ministry. And I told you, the first public thing that Jesus said in ministry was repent. And the Pharisees did not like this. Who does he think he is telling people they need to repent? Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Oh, I, I love my Bible people. Jesus, in the face of adversity, stood strong. And they did not understand. I told you last week, when they saw the face of Jesus, they were really looking at the face of God. When they saw the character of Jesus, they really saw the character of God. And if you really want to know, this is to everyone on the planet today, if you really want to know what God is like, Look at Jesus. Look at what Jesus said in the four Gospels. Look at what Jesus actually did, and that gives us a great idea of what God is really like. 
chapter 8 and verse 20. It's very, very powerful. Open your Bibles. Pastor's reading from the Amplified. Please write this down, verses 20 and verse 22. They deal with being self-righteous. That's what the Pharisees were. They were self-righteous men. They thought they were above what Christ was saying. And people today are very self-righteous. I told you last Sunday when people say, oh, you don't need all that God stuff, all that Jesus stuff. But I want to declare as a believer, I don't know where I would be if it wasn't for the grace of God. Say amen. Let's get into the word. Look at verse 20. Jesus said these things in the treasury while he was teaching in the temple courts. But no one, look at your Bible, no one ventured to arrest him because his hour had not yet come. Raise your right hand and declare to the devil, say, you can't touch me, devil. Say, I declare you cannot touch me. And some people say, I don't believe all that. That's why the devil kick you bottom side. Devil, you can't touch me. You can't touch my body. You can't touch my home. You can't touch my finances. You have to declare in Jesus' name. Say amen, somebody. His hour had not yet come. Write this down, body of Christ. Remain faithful. Jesus is our prime example how to remain faithful for what God has called you to do. And even in the midst of the Pharisees, with Jesus constantly being bombarded, with them trying to discredit Jesus, trying to embarrass Jesus, trying to humiliate him, they even tried to kill him, yet the Bible says he still continued to teach. Look at verse 20, it says, while he was teaching in the temple courts. That's tough, man. Well, you know someone's out to not only to get you, but when you know someone's out to kill you and you continue to do what God has called you to do. Listen to me, church. Look at pastor. When you get sick, when you get a cold, the devil's not trying to temporarily take you out. The devil's trying to kill you because he wants to stop your testimony. But my life, that's what you got to declare for yourself, my life is in the hands of God. When we face oppositions, when we face things that come up every day, we have to trust the Holy Spirit to lead us, guide us, and to be faithful. God is looking for the believer to remain faithful. I haven't said it in a while, so I'm going to say it today. The race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the person that endures, but to the person that remains faithful, but to the person that doesn't give up because we know that our God is a rewarder of those that seek him. Lord, I want to seek doing things your way and not say amen, somebody. 
Remain faithful. It's time for the body of Christ. Remain faithful. Don't let the enemy pull you back to thinking about, well, they hurt me. Well, they made me mad. Maybe I should go pick up some stones and keep them with me just in case. Just in case of what? Are you saying that God can't handle it? I don't have to have stones behind my back at anybody. You know, when you really walk with God, change the way you think. I don't have time to have stones behind my back because I got two people walking behind me. Now see, check this out. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will lead, guide, and direct you. So I have somebody in front of me. Say amen. I got somebody behind me. The Bible says that goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. I told you the last few weeks, you are not by yourself. Raise your hand and say, thank you, Lord, I have somebody. Come on, make the devil. Thank you, Lord, I have somebody. To Jesus, God was priority. The question God is asking all over the world today, is he your priority today? Or is God fifth, sixth? Is God above the chiefs? Is God above the rain this morning? Is God above, you went to the club last night and you're too tired to come to church? Say amen, somebody. Is God your priority? Well, Pastor, you don't know I go to church on Sunday, man, and I live for God on Sunday, but during the week, you don't know how it is at work. Listen, man, God is constantly watching all the time. I want to represent God every single day, not just on Sunday. When you make God priority, you find out that the little bitty things, they don't really matter. If God, look at me, look what I'm doing, is your priority. Because I told you, once you get it right with God, then God gives you favor with man. And all this took place when Jesus died upon the cross 2,000 years ago. My life will never, never, never be the same. Clap your hands if you love God today. Hallelujah. Look at verse 20. I love how it says here. Come on, look at it. Circling in your Bible. It says that no one dared arrest him. All the talking they did. They plotted on Jesus, not just for one week, not just for two weeks. Sister B, they were after him for three years. Trying to physically kill him for three years, yet they couldn't touch him. Wow. Thank you, Father. God has a designated time for all things that take place in our lives. And this is a prime example right here in verse 20, how they wanted to kill him, but they could not. If you still have breath in your lungs, you still have purpose. And I want to say this to everyone watching, everyone listening. If you've gone astray, if you feel like your light is not shining, if you feel like you're in a dark place, God still loves you, and there's always hope that is available in Jesus Christ. 
Say amen, church. If we trust God, if we lean upon God, if we rely upon God, things will work out for our good. The thing I love about Jesus, it, we, if you read this, all four Gospels, it said so many times they want to arrest him. They said one time they just want to talk to him. And I remember one time Jesus was in the garden and Jesus told Peter, Peter pulled out his sword and was getting ready to kill someone. He sliced off the ear of a soldier. But Peter wanted to kill someone. And Jesus said, put your sword up, man. What are you doing, Peter? If I wanted to, I could call down legions of angels that would just wipe all these soldiers out instantly. But then I backed up. Because when Jesus began before his public ministry, the devil, the Bible says, took Jesus to a high mountain. And upon that mountain said, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the earth. And I told you, how are you going to give somebody something that already belongs? I missed that one. It all belongs to Jesus anyway. And then the devil said, well, if you jump off this cliff, the devil has a little sense, not a lot, maybe one or two marbles. He told Jesus, if you jump off this cliff, I know the angel will come down and soup you up and save you. The story is, angels are all around us. I told you last Sunday, supernatural beings are all over the earth, and your guardian angel has been watching over you. And if the devil could have killed you, he would have already done it. So praise God, every day you are alive. Thank you, Lord, that I let my light shine in the midst of my adversaries. The Pharisees, I told you the Sadducees, the Bible even talks about the high priest. For three years they've been after Jesus, and I want to back up a little bit to tell you the truth. When they were getting ready to stone this woman, the Pharisees all had their stones, the religious leaders had these stones. This is what they were thinking, I'm going to prove this in just a minute. They were thinking, okay, we've been after Jesus for three years. We got the woman. He can't get out of this. And we got him too. They were thinking, after we've stoned her, then hopefully we can turn the crowd to stone him. But when God, I'm going to show you this in a minute, has destiny, when God has purpose for you, it doesn't matter how many things you have working against you. Somebody say, the man's against me. This is against me. That's against me. It doesn't matter who's against you when you know who's inside of. <laughs> Hallelujah. Each day we're faced with situations, but our attitudes have to change. We can't allow the enemy to win anything. Say amen, church. Jesus is teaching in the courts, and he's trying to bring people into the kingdom of God. He's trying to get people to come out of darkness. And I know it's not easy sometimes, but you have to continue to witness. You have to continue to let your light shine, even when people don't want to listen to you. Live a lifestyle that is pleasing in the sight of God. Satan, 
He only offers misery, death, strife. God offers forgiveness. God offers peace. God offers salvation to every soul that will accept him. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. Repent. Ask God to forgive you. You have not gone so far that God can't bring you back. The devil is the one that tells you, God doesn't care. God's not listening. Don't listen to him. Tune out the devil and tune in to God. Say amen, church. Now the next few verses, there are four ways that people can die in their sins. And they experience a spiritual death because of their choices. Here in verse 21, Jesus predicts his departure. And they can't understand why is Jesus talking about he's going to leave? Why is Jesus talking about he's going to leave? Why is he talking about he's going to leave? He hasn't been here very long. God has an appointed time for everything. And this is the thing we have to remember. Not only was Jesus talking to this crowd that was at the temple, but he was also talking to the Pharisees and the religious leaders. These were learned men. These were trained men. And they had heard and seen many miracles that Jesus had did, yet they still did not believe. They chose to walk in doubt. And even though they chose to walk in doubt, Jesus still stood there in the temple with all of these people around him declaring what the kingdom of God is all about. It's not always easy to go to work every day when you got those you know are against God. Say amen, somebody. Ah, I don't want to get in trouble, but when you can go out and buy on purpose tennis shoes with the devil's name on them, that's kind of hard to say you're on God's side. Now the real folks say amen. The devil is busy, but we have to even more show the love of God. Listen, God is in control. The devil is not in control. Stop letting him trick you by what they say on the news. God is in control. That's why we need to stand up. The church. Say, I am the church. We need to stand up and tell others that God is still on his throne. Jesus wasn't ashamed, and I admire his boldness. I admire his conviction that he stood strong. Look at verse 21. Look at what Jesus said. Therefore, Jesus said again unto them, I am going away, and you would be looking for me, and you will die under the curse of your sin. For where I am, look at that, where I am going, it is not possible for you to come. Jesus was trying to let them know that I have an appointed time for all things to take place. Jesus knew that his crucifixion was right in front of him and that he was going to obey the Father no matter what. What a great Savior we have, even though he's faced with death, for three and a half years, every day of his life being threatened, yet he continued to stay the course. Say amen, church. Lord Jesus, I praise you. I bless your name for the example you've given us today. 
Jesus knew the cross was coming, and he wasn't going to allow anyone to stop him from being obedient to his father. Sometimes you have to go against your mind. Sometimes you have to go against your flesh. Sometimes you have to go against people that want to hold on to negative stuff that will hurt you. And you have to obey God and let it go. Jesus was saying, Father, I trust you. Jesus said, Father, I depend upon you. And I don't want to be self-righteous like the Pharisees to say, well, Jesus, I know some of the miracles you did, they couldn't be true. They just couldn't. The Pharisees doubted everything. Nicodemus even stood up and said once, hey, give him a chance. They didn't want to hear that. Listen, the devil's not playing with you. The devil's literally trying to stop your testimony. But somebody say, Satan, you're a lie. I know what God can do. I want to ask you, and I'm serious, man. Has God ever healed you? Has God ever made a way for you? Has God ever opened up a door for you? God can make a way out of no way because the Bible says the things which are impossible for man are possible Hallelujah. I have to be honest. When a person dies without Christ, they are unsaved. And listen to me carefully. But I mean this in the most respectful way I can possibly say it. When a person dies, and you put them in a casket, and they die without Christ, you can put all the Bible verses you want to in that casket. You can bury them holding a Bible. You can bury them holding a cross. But if they die without Christ, the Bible says they are unsaved. Everyone watching, you have an opportunity today to accept Christ as your Savior. Jesus is not mad at you, what you did last week, five years ago, ten years ago. Look at this. Some people have accumulated so much hate and so much negativity. They think, I can't let it go. That's part of who I am. That's not who you are. That's not how God designed you. God didn't design you to be a negative, hateful person. God designed you to be full of love. God designed you to be full of joy. God designed you to be full of hope. Say amen, church. Thank you, Lord. Look at verse 22. At this, and let me back up, when a person dies in Christ who was saved, you don't have to say goodbye to them. When a person dies in Christ, you just say, I'll see you later. Amen. I, don't, I told you several months ago, I'm not going down to hell to visit anybody. And you shouldn't want to go to hell. There is no, you can get a visitor's pass. It doesn't work like that. Verse 22, we're going to go a little deeper. Verse 22 says, at this, the Jews began asking among themselves, will he kill himself? Is that why he says where I'm going, it's impossible for you to come? Now, notice, Minister McGee, how verse 22 starts off. 
They've been talking about the Pharisees. They've been talking about the rabbis. They've been talking about the high priests. We even read about the Sadducees. We read about all these religious leaders. But look at verse 22. Now it says, the Jews. So all of the talking, all of the seeds, don't miss this, that they have planted. The Pharisees, when we thought they went home, they just blended into the crowd. And they were just whispering in the ears of other people, other Jewish people in the crowd. So the Bible says that the Pharisees successfully tricked the crowd into following them. The people, the Jews began to say, wait a minute. He's talking about leaving? He just talked about his kingdom has come? Why is he talking about leaving us now? The Pharisees had tricked the Jewish people. Don't let people trick you. You know how to pray. You know how to hear from God. Don't allow the people, the Pharisees, and all of us got Pharisees, man. All of us got Judases, man. But you have to listen to what God is trying to say. And God is speaking today because he wants our light to shine. And letting our light shine doesn't mean just do it when things are going well. Jesus was getting ready to die, yet he still chose to let his light shine. So then the Jews said, what? What is he doing? Why is he speaking about this? Why is he starting all this stuff and now he's talking about leaving? But they did not want to go any further with Jesus because they saw that so many thousands of people were beginning to listen to him and the crowd was getting angry and the Pharisees were getting angry. Yet Jesus began to teach. He continued to teach. We have to be mindful who we are around be mindful who you allow to come into your world. Here Jesus is standing here with all of these people around him, with all this negative energy. And one thing about negative energy, you can feel it. One thing about positive energy, you can feel it too. So here they are with all this negativity. Can you imagine how Jesus felt surrounded by his enemies, but he was able to stand because he was not by himself. Everything Jesus was teaching, everything Jesus was doing, he was doing it to glorify his father. And Satan opposed him on every hand. I told you, when you grow and mature in Christ, you learn that when people say negative things to you, it's really not the person. It's the spirit that's using them, negative spirits. Say amen, church. That's when you grow and mature in Christ. When someone wants to argue with you and fuss constantly, that is not of God. And just like the Pharisees tried to get him so many different ways, the devil still does the same tricks trying to get you different ways. If the devil can't get you at work, he tries to get you at home. If he can't get you there, he tries to let your refrigerator go out, dishwasher go out, car act up, kids act up, money run short. The devil tries every trick, but don't let him win. Be mindful who you hang around. The Pharisees influenced the crowd. 
Don't allow the people you hang around influence you in a negative way. Now verse 23 and verse 24 talks about earthbound. Are you earthbound or heavenbound? Look at verse 23. Jesus said unto them, Jesus really got into it, man. He was way over their heads, but he still said it. Jesus says, you are from below. Look at your Bible. I am from above. You are of this world, of this earthly order. I am not of this world. Now here Jesus sets the record straight and shows the contrast between the kingdom of God and sinful man. Why does man always think that you can skip Jesus and go straight to God? That's the argument the Pharisees had. The Pharisees knew they were self-righteous. They knew they knew it all. You ever knew somebody, know somebody that's a know-it-all? I mean, know something about it. Wave your hand. I'm by myself. Just a know-it-all. Nobody knows it all. But these men, they knew it all. They knew what was best for the people. What was best for the people was Jesus. Jesus was telling them, listen, for my words are true. Listen, I'm not of this world. Jesus was trying to tell them, if you follow me, if you listen to me, I'm going to show you a kingdom not made with human hands. Say amen, somebody. Jesus left the presence. Listen, think about this. He left the presence of Almighty God to come to earth. He left the presence of his Father to come to earth for you and I. And, and the church back in the day, Sister Gill, I don't know if you remember this, we used to sing a song in church. I'd trade a lifetime just for one day in paradise. Well, you know what, church? You got to be mindful and careful what you say. Heaven is such a beautiful place. Heaven has not been made with human hands. And what God has for the body of Christ, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. What wonderful things God has in store for us in our next life. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life right now and have it more abundantly. Stop allowing the devil to dim your light. Let your light shine for God today. Somebody say, I am winning. No, say it for yourself. I am winning. Now look at somebody. Say, I am winning. Thank you, Lord. Jesus made it clear, I am not of this world. What a blessing it is when you can mature to the point where you can really walk by faith. Jesus was not just a Jewish man. That's the issue the Pharisees had. I told you last week, they said, we know your father, we know your mother, we know your siblings. Jesus was not just a Jewish man. Jesus is God. It's time for the body of Christ to wake up and realize Jesus is God. 
Jesus says, I and my father are. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen my father. Thank you, church. Praise God. If you want to know what Jesus is like, if you really get in his word, read about it. Say, try him for yourself. It's good to read, but it's nothing like you saying, I know for myself. I know for myself. I know for myself. Now, Jesus says something, Brother Liston, in this next verse, verse 24, that's very shocking. Look at verse 24. Jesus says this in front of his critics. He says, this is why I told you that you would die under the curse of your sins, for you do not believe, for you do not believe. That's the issue with the world today. You do not, look at your Bible, believe that I am whom I claim to be. If you do not adhere to, if you do not trust in and rely on me, you will die in your sins. And I want to let the world know there is no way to the Father but through the Son. Jesus, look up there, is Lord, and there's no way to get to heaven. You cannot bypass Jesus. Somebody say, Lord, I believe. That's what a faith walker is. You're a believer. Say, Lord, I believe. This faith walk that we walk, this Christian walk that we walk daily, it's all about believing, not about living a life of doubt and not about living a life of fear. Lord, I believe. I know it seems impossible, but Lord, I believe what your word says. You said you would take care of me. You said you would provide for me. You said you'd make my enemies my footstool. You said you'd open up the windows of heaven. Lord, I believe. But pastor, you don't know some of the things I've done in my past. I've done some terrible stuff. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave Thank you, his only begotten son, that whosoever does what? Believes. You have to what? That's the issue the Pharisees had. They didn't want to believe that he was the Christ. But man, I'm telling you, I've been through so much with him. There's no doubt in my mind. I don't care what people say. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what social media says. I know Jesus is the son of the living God. I know he has all power in heaven and on earth. I know that he's king of kings and lord of lords. I know who he is. <laughs> Hallelujah. He is the son of the living God. And Jesus makes it clear that you have to believe all this can be forgiven all can be forgiven just don't be too prideful to repent don't be too prideful to say Lord I'm sorry Lord I repent look closely everybody look at this look closely at verse 24 Jesus says you don't believe that I am the son of God that's the issue people still have to thousand years later 
You have to believe that Jesus is the son of God. Get up every day on purpose. Say, Lord, I believe you. I know you have me alive because I have destiny inside of me. I have purpose inside of me. Lord, I believe you. Hallelujah. We have to know these three things. Please write this down. Get to know our Heavenly Father. The only way to get to know him is to experience things with him. Number two, learn to trust your Heavenly Father. God will never, ever, ever let you down. I told you, why not trust someone who has never lost? Number three, I have to be mindful that my representation on earth is important. You are an ambassador for Christ. You are God's representative. What are you doing with your life? What have you done up to this very moment? What are you doing to impact and help bless someone else's life? That's what Jesus lived, a life that blessed others. Let your light shine, not only on Sunday, not only with your family, but let it shine even with strangers. And Jesus was determined, no matter what happens, no matter what all these people around me, I'm going to stand up and speak the truth. And that's what God is looking for, believers who will stand up and speak the truth. Thank you, Lord. Say, I have light inside of me. Come on, say it. Say, I have light inside of me. Listen, your best days are not behind you. God is shining his light in you, through you. And God wants you to know today, let your light shine that others may be able to see that God is on his throne, that God cares about his people, that God loves his people, that all things work together for my good. Stand to your feet. Stop looking for someone else to come in. Stop waiting for someone to come out of nowhere. Lift your hands to heaven. God has placed destiny. And God has placed a great light inside of you. By being in church today, by tuning in this week, you chose God. But the blessed thing is, listen to me carefully, God chose you first. The Bible says before the foundation of the world, God chose me. Put your hand on yourself now. Your hands have already been anointed. Say, I am special. I am anointed. I am God's representative. Clap your hands. Tell God thank you. Don't you want to represent him? Don't you want to live for him? Don't you want to be available? Come on, clap your hands in the sanctuary. In Jesus' name. God bless you. To everyone watching, everyone listening, may God's peace be upon you in every area of your life.